Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Scoliosis Dialogues. We are the official podcast for the Scoliosis Research Society, and we are here live at the annual meeting in Seattle. I am extremely excited to have the incoming president of the Scoliosis Research Society, uh, Dr. Marinus DeCluver, uh, and I just want to welcome, welcome you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Jason. Glad to be here. So for those of you all who uh, listen to our podcast or weren't able to be here in Seattle, we wanted to get to know you a little bit more as our incoming president. Uh, we know you from your amazing research and uh, for how much you have uh, been in service to the SRS, but we know that, that that's not where you started. And so um, I would just uh, be curious to, to know, um, just tell us about your background. Uh, where were you born? Um, and uh, and uh, tell us about your parents a little bit also. That's going back a long way. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy. So my, I was born in the Netherlands, uh, a small country in Europe, and I grew up there till the age of eight, nine, and my parents uh, moved to England for my father's work. He was an engineer and he was working for an electronics company called Philips. And uh, we moved to the UK and I went to school there for about 10 years. Uh, after that, um, I uh, decided to and I like the word, I reunited with my roots. So I actually, I moved back to the Netherlands to study medicine in the Netherlands. Okay. Excellent. And so I know for some of us who are in the U.S., medical school is normally four years. In the Netherlands, um, you all are in school for three years? It's actually slightly different again. It's six years because we go straight from what you would call high school into university. And it's a six-year program. And at the time, it was four years preclinical and two years clinical and it's a bit lower nowadays it's three and three so it's three years of preclinical pre work and three years of clinical work as an intern. Excellent. Yeah. Um, how about your siblings? Uh, how many siblings do you have and did they decide to follow uh, the medical path also? Well no I'm the only one in the large family I've got 37 cousins. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> my grandparents had quite a few children. Um, I'm the only medical person you know there's two medical people in the whole 30 group of 37 I have totally um, no medical background in my parents or my sister. I do have one sister, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm the old one out in the family. Awesome. Perfect. Um, and so, you know, there are a lot of ways you could have uh, or specialties you could have chosen uh, besides orthopedics. Um, who are your mentors in orthopedics that made you decide that this is how you wanted to dedicate your life? I was playing a lot of sports at college or university, as, as, as we would call it. And I was actually rowing, seriously, and I was always interested in physiology and sports. And it, as you probably are aware, a lot of orthopedic surgeons are very much into sports. Mm. And uh, so I was always intrigued and I knew that I didn't want to go into fields such as internal medicine, uh, pharmacology, uh, neurology. Uh, I actually did think of becoming a family doctor because of the breadth of the field. Uh, but then I, I stumbled into some research where I was doing some studies on the first CD instrumentations in the Netherlands. And as, a, as an intern research, I was just doing some summer work uh, just to pass the summer through. And uh, that's how I kind of got enrolled into spine surgery. Okay. There were some other routes as well. Actually, I was going to be a hip surgeon. I did a PhD in hip surgery. Uh, I did a lot of work on pelvic osteotomies. But in the end, I kind of grew into spine surgery. That's excellent. Um, and uh, so you grew into spine surgery, I guess, on the spine side. 
uh, who were some of the early um, kind of orthopedic or even neurosurgical spine surgeons uh, who uh, guided you into um, the Scoliosis Research Society? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to uh, work, to be trained in an orthopedic specialty hospital, which was already in the, in the 80s and 90s very much subspecializing. And uh, I was, there was a senior surgeon there who was a well-known spinal deformity and scoliosis surgeon uh, called Gerard Slot, and he developed slot silke rods, for example, and Silke is a famous German spine surgeon who developed the anterior spinal surgery, anterior spinal corrections. So he was my mentor. He was around about 60. He was getting a bit, getting a bit fatigued in surgery. The days were a bit heavy for him. But I remember him at the end of the day asking when I was a resident whether I would be interested in continuing his spine practice. And I remember saying, oh, no way. <laughs> All these long surgeries, I was planning to be a hip surgeon. But he actually was, he was a really inspiring old school spine surgeon. Uh, and the thing I really appreciated about him and what I do like about spine surgery is the fact that you get to know your patients very well. Mm -hmm. You know, where the most fields in neurosurgery, orthopedics are becoming so short-term relationships, whether it's sports medicine or hope hip replacement or knee replacement. But I've known quite a lot of my patients for a very long time. And I actually have treated children of my earlier patients by now. So I think the long-term relationships with the patients is something that appeals to me about orthopedics, but especially about spine surgery. Excellent. So, you know, we have a lot of beautiful parts of the United States, uh, you know, Florida, Los Angeles, places with perfect weather. But uh, you decided to spend some time in none of those places. You decided yeah. to spend your time in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. So please tell us, like, how did you choose that, that, that location as some of, one of your first trips to the United States? I think that location chose me. I didn't okay. choose it. <laughs> so I was actually at an AO basic course in one of the first years of my general surgery residency. I did three years of general surgery, which is somewhat atypically long. Uh, I really enjoyed the general surgery. I, I learned a lot of general surgical skills, and soft, especially soft tissue skills. I think that made me a better spine surgeon. Um, and I just happened to be drinking a cup of coffee and I met one of the faculty at the course, who was Larry Bone from Buffalo. And this is the time when there was no internet, obviously, and no cell phones. So I said, you know, I'd, I'd like to come and see some of your work. And he said, yeah, come along. You're welcome. And then it ended up being letters and faxes going back and forth. Wow. It took me about three months to get my work visa, uh, you know, spending the night outside an embassy in those times because the line was so long. Wow. Um, I ended up in Buffalo. And uh, so, as I say, Buffalo chose me. But it, I really, really enjoyed my period in Buffalo. And there's a couple of people here in the SRS, Chris Hamill, Dan Sucado, who I still know from that time. That's excellent. So, you know, I know a lot of us uh, that are kind of young in the SRS, uh, the presidential line seems like this almost unattainable, like peak of the mountain. But uh, we actually uh, just came from a, a leadership course that's going on here at the SRS, um, where a lot of the past presidents were talking about their journey. And what you all described it as was a journey with no one specific way to get to no. the presidential line. So uh, within the SRS, if you could just kind of let our listeners know what your journey has been into the SRS with regards to your committee involvement, kind of the things you were asked to lead that kind of got you to this point. So uh, that's a great question, uh, Jason. So I, I had heard of the SRS because the mentor I just talked about, Gerard Slot, was one of the first international members of the SRS. And he'd talk about going to the SRS. I didn't, didn't even know what it was, but he was going there with his black tie. 
And um, so I submitted some papers and they got accepted as a poster. And before I knew it, I was in Cairns, Australia, for one of the SRS meetings. And that was a meeting with about 400 participants. Wow. And the Thursday afternoon used to be a free afternoon. And we're taking this interview now on a Thursday afternoon where we've just completed a half-day course. But in those days, Thursday afternoon was a social event. And I actually talked to lots of people I only knew by name from papers mm. while going through the zoo in Cairns. And then another day, I don't even know which day, we went on a snorkeling trip to the uh, Great Barrier Reef. That's how I met people. Mm. And I suddenly thought, this is a really nice community of friendly people. You're awed by the names, but suddenly you realize they're all just human, just yeah. like you and I are. And they, 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 they were very welcoming and they suddenly you're having a beer or a glass of wine with someone. So the community f spirit that I encountered already in 1999 or eight, I can't remember which year it was, um, I found very welcoming. And the, I just wanted to be part of that community. It was never my aim to lead the organization. And I think that part of that journey is also somewhat evolutionary. You, you have chances, you have opportunities. Uh, I was riding a bike in Edinburgh, again on one of the half days when they had a social program, and uh, Jim Ogilvie, one of the past presidents, uh, I was cycling next to him for about 20 minutes. We chatted and we talked, and before I knew it, I was on one of the worldwide course committees. Suddenly he put me on a committee, and worldwide courses and international education was something that, I, that appealed to me. Yeah. And uh, sooner or later, uh, Larry Lenke invited me to an SRS strategic event. Mm -hmm. in San Diego. I'd never been to the West Coast, let alone San Diego, and here I am, one of the younger doctors at an event, an SRS event, hosted by Larry Lenke, a name I only knew of from the literature and as one of the biggest names in spine. So there's something about the community which I really find inspiring and something that I really would like to cherish in this organization. It has something about the scale, it's not too big, it's not too small. There's collegiality, camaraderie, and uh, so I've had opportunities but it was never a, a preset destination that I was aiming for. That's, that's really interesting. You know, um, I, I think, so I'm from the U.S., but the SRS is an international society. Um, and I know uh, definitely over the last decade, uh, the SRS has strived to highlight the international diversity of our membership. Um, you are, and don't quote me on this, I think the third, uh, the, the, the third kind of, uh, we don't call it international, but non-U.S. Yeah. SRS president. Um, uh, what do you think that means for the, for the SRS to continue to expand the diversity of our international members? I think that's hugely impactful and important. So uh, I am indeed the third person, uh, OUS. I keep having, <laughs> the word OUS is, is interesting. It's very U.S.-centric. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, our legacy is U.S.-centric. Um, and, you know, in the past we had international members and regular members. Now we've harmonized all that. Uh, I think for any organization to open its windows and doors creates innovation and, and, and renews it and gives fresh air or fresh blood to it. And that automatically creates uh, a better and stronger organization. Uh, whether that diversity is geographic, gender, uh, race, ethnicity, um, I, it shouldn't be focused on one or the other, but the fact that we are a global organization brings in multiple cultures, medical systems, uh, regulatory systems, different opinions, different uh, aspects in all fields. But the commonality is that the human body is pretty similar all over the world. 
and especially spines are pretty similar all over the world. So the spine conditions that we treat is something that is unique amongst almost all business fields is that we can share knowledge across all those cultures, across all those countries. And I think for an organization like the SRS, it's really powerful to be outward looking, but also the corollary is you really want to avoid being insular mm -hmm. and inward looking. So I think having members from outside the United States, and I, at currently 37 or 38% of our members are from outside the US, is important. Um, and I think being the third president from outside the US, I'm very proud of it. So my, before me was Ken Chung from Hong Kong, uh, Muhammad Yazici from Turkey. Uh, I'm very proud to be one of the earliest members from outside the US. And I think it's very important, uh, as I said, to create this culture and, and foster this culture, uh, which, which uh, this organization has done very well over the last few years. Perfect. So if no one knew, just as we close, if no one knew you were a spine surgeon, uh, what would you say is potentially the most unique thing that we wouldn't know if we Googled uh, Dr. DeClover's name? Oh, that's an interesting one. I, yeah. I kind of pulled that one out of my pocket. You pulled that one out of my pocket. That's a good one. I am a somewhere person. I, I have my roots in the country where I live. I've had the opportunity to emigrate. I've worked abroad, but I never... After living a stint in the UK for 10 years, I, I decided to stick to the Netherlands. So I'm a somewhere person, and I'm definitely also an outside person. I, here at the hotel where we are currently, I have gone to the gym, but almost always I'll go for a run outside. I'll go for hikes in the summer outside. I'll go to the Italian Alps, the Italian Dolomites. Uh, wherever I am, I'll bring my running shoes. I very much like to be outside. And I think that clears my mind. I enjoy the fresh air. And I think, uh, so if you want to find the person behind me, apart from the medical professional, it's a uh, person who enjoys outside sports. Excellent. Dr. DeCluver, uh, congratulations uh, for uh, becoming the next SRS president. As I've heard, you're going to probably have the busiest uh, year of your life coming up yeah. for you. But, uh, but we are so happy for, uh, for this next step, and uh, I'm sure the SRS is, uh, is going to be better for it. Thank you very much, Jason. I, I, it is a busy year, but I really am enjoying it as well. So it's, it's, I'm honored to do it. I'm glad to do it, and I'm enjoying it as well. Awesome. To the rest of our uh, listeners, stay tuned for more episodes uh, coming from the annual meeting where we're going to be highlighting our award winners, our Hibs award winners, uh, and many of the other poster winners are going to be coming uh, from the annual meeting. Um, and thank you again for tuning in. The Scoliosis Research Society is a nonprofit professional organization made up of physicians and allied health personnel. Their primary focus is on providing continuing medical education for healthcare professionals and on funding and supporting research in spinal deformities. Please visit srs.org for further information.